Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build your network. Episode 31. Hi, this is Mike Macedonio, co-founder of Ascentive. If you want to learn how to connect with the best of the best, you should listen to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. Hello, 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 and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving any level of success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, beats, headphones, et cetera, et cetera, then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there.
And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Mike Macedonio. Mike is the co-founder of Ascentive. By using the referral strategies that he teaches, Mike has built his company from a small training and consulting company to a franchised organization with over 60 locations in 20 different countries. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound on the intro a little bit and tell us more about yourself. Well, hello, Trevor. Travis, it is a pleasure to be on your show today. A uh, little bit about myself. I now reside in Northern California in the city of Santa Rosa. So I'm in the middle of wine country. Absolutely beautiful uh, weather out here, not only this time of year, most of the year. I uh, live out here with my wife, Dawn Lyons. I've uh, got two beautiful grown men, sons of mine, Alan and Scott. And along with enjoying business and life in Sonoma County, I'm also a very passionate cyclist. Now, I say I'm a passionate cyclist. doesn't necessarily mean I'm good at it, but I just tend to have a lot of passion and energy around cycling, uh, both road and mountain biking. Okay, awesome. So, kind of sounds like me with golf. It's like when I tell people that I really like it, they're like, oh, you must be good. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I just, I just enjoy it. I'm not good at it. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely understand where you come from on that. Um, tell us a little bit more about Ascentive. Like, what, what, is the, what is the company actually do and what, and what is it that you provide specifically? Yeah, great question. Uh, Ascentive is a consulting and training company that primarily works with small business owners. And, uh, and our purpose as we see businesses' needs is to give them an amazing business and a spectacular life. And it's very important, the word in between there, the and. You know, many times we're working with business owners and they're achieving success. They, they, they're growing their business, uh, but there's something missing, and that is a life. Uh, and in many cases, in the road to success, we find that they can actually be miserable. Yeah, right. And they're miserable because they're not necessarily growing it the way that they should, that works for them. And so that's the that's a function of our company is to work with the small business owner, help them create an amazing business, and at the same time have a spectacular life. Mike, what's what's one quality kind of on that same line here? What's one quality that you possess that you think has contributed a lot to your success? Travis, I uh, I will I'll stop by saying I had two qualities that really helped me early on 20 years ago, and that was to work hard and work a lot. And those two qualities helped me achieve the pinnacle of mediocrity. <laughs> 20 years ago, I was hustling four different businesses. I was working seven days a week. Some of those days would stretch on to 14-hour days. And I would come home and show my sons how dad is such a successful man that after working so hard and paying the bills, and we can now cut the grass, shovel the snow, and change the oil in my Nissan Stanza. Uh, what I discovered at that point is what was missing in my repertoire of skills of working hard and working a lot is the power of collaboration. Actually working with other people asking for help, networking, and leveraging myself by connecting with other people. Uh, to that point, it was all do it yourself, work hard, and work a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever told me 20 years ago the outcome of that transformation, I would have told you you're either high or drunk because I did not see myself owning and operating an international company. I didn't see myself as a New York Times bestselling author. And I certainly didn't see myself living the lifestyle we now have in Northern California. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. 
We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You brought up the international uh, company um, and and the fact that you own and operate it. What was the most difficult aspect of starting a company and then taking it to over 60 locations in, in 20 countries? Well, I would, I would have to say the most difficult part was uh, not knowing what that was doing. <laughs> it, was a, it was a brand new venture for me. I had I had never franchised a company. I never I never developed a company to this scale. I, had, I was fortunate to have great mentorship, but I would I would I would say that probably the biggest stumbling block I had is I I was I was aware enough to go after great people. And I did. We had we brought in some tremendous people that helped us expand internationally. And these are people who were already successful in business. They were working on it, not in it. Had a, a lot of respect and admiration for them. But my short-sightedness was I also had attracted people that didn't have the time resource to really expand it in a high-quality way. And when I say high-quality, it was really impacting as many people as we could. Um, certainly talented enough to do it, but wasn't aware enough to actually see that these people, these great business people, uh, didn't have that one resource that you need to start a business. And that is time. So I would say that was my biggest challenge. I needed to learn that and I needed to learn it the hard way. And kind of switching gears a little bit here, um, Mike, this is Build Your Network, which is the podcast dedicated to helping people grow their inner circle and stuff like that. And you, I'm sure, have a lot to say on this topic. Uh, do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? You know, funny answer to that one would be yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, not, it's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's how well you know the people you know 
and how well they know you. Uh, so it is, it's, it is about the people in your network, in your sphere of influence. And most, most importantly, it's, it's how well connected you are to them. Uh, many times I'm working with people who seemingly extremely well networked, large databases, know everyone, but it's, it's done at such a superficial in such a, uh, you know, just a mile wide and an inch deep. Shallow. Yes, very shallow. And, and that's, that's, that's the big difference. It's, it's like, yes, you need to have a, a good broad network. And when you start going deep and they know you and you know them well, uh, that's when the magic starts. Uh, there are there some times where that level of intimacy or understanding of each other isn't that important. For example, if I was recommending some type of entertainment, uh, a movie I just saw or a great book I read, it may not take a lot of depth in the relationship to make those recommendations. Because quite honestly, there's not a lot at, at stake. Uh, on the other hand, if I'm if I'm recommending a high trust service provider, well, now my reputation's on the line, okay? Or somebody would do the same for me. You know, their reputation would be on the line. And for for you know those type of uh, networking opportunities of recommendations and and having doors open for you, it, it's how well you know them and how well they know you. I'm so glad that um, that you brought that up. It was funny, actually. The the person who connected. Me and you, Ivan Meisner. That was exactly uh, his answer as well. So it's it's funny to to hear the different answers for that question because I get a really broad spectrum, which is something that I wasn't expecting. And um, you answered that very very similarly to the way that that, that he answered that. Um, tell us about a time in when 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 a connection in your life, Mike, led to a moment of success, a specific story that maybe you could tell us. Well, it, it would have been that twenty years ago. And I got introduced to an organization called BNI, Business Network International. And that's the gentleman, Ivan Meisner, was the founder of that organization. So the connection started with my wife, who joined a BNI chapter to grow her bookkeeping business. Uh, she, in turn, connected me to the person that was the executive director of that area. And in turn, I ended up getting recruited as a director within BNI. And shortly after that, I, I found myself sitting in the office of Dr. Ivan Meisner's in California. And it was a very interesting first meeting. Uh, so I knew of Ivan Meisner as the founder of BNI, and of course that makes him a very important person, well known in the organization. And I had gone out for director training. And during director training, they actually taught us through headquarters. And back in those days, headquarters was not this large corporate building. It was actually a very small building. And I remember walking down the hallway and peeking my head in. It was probably about five or six of us. And Ivan was sitting behind a desk working on his computer. And it's just, you know, hey, Ivan, just wanted to say hi. Don't want, don't want to interrupt you. Just want to say hi. And he immediately stood up and he says, no, 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 no. Come in. Come in. He says, the work will be here Monday. You won't be. I was like, I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, the CEO and founder of this company is like walking away from work to invite us in. He sat us down, offered us a beverage, and, and simply asked the question, well, do you have any questions, anything you, that I could help you with? And there was a series of questions that were going around about being I, basically. And then I thought for a second, man, this guy's developed something special here. And I asked him, I said, Ivan, 
Was there ever a time in building BNI where you thought you were at a crossroads where this might not make it? The organization may make it or may not, but you had that crossroads. And I won't tell you the full story, but it basically, he looked at me, says, I've never been asked that question. And yes, there was. And the story he told from that, to me, just exemplified, wow, what a brilliant leader. What a great way that he attacked that issue, that problem, and created an amazing solution. And of course, this this company today. Hmm. So that's how I first got to know Ivan, again, never knowing that here will be some 10 years later that I will be a co-author with him on a couple of books, which have hit a number of bestsellers, that I would be business partners with him, and we would launch the Referral Institute, which eventually became Ascentive. So in terms of connections, I would go my wife, executive director, Ivan, and then the world yeah. Now, and there's no way to actually know the answer to this question, Mike, uh, super hypothetical, but I'd like to ask it just because it gets people thinking. Um, how far behind in your story do you think that you would be if you had never made that one connection? Man, I, I couldn't even imagine where my career, my life, my, my aspirations would have led. Um, because again, when I, when I think about my approach to business, my approach was like, you know, just work hard and work a lot in, in any place that looked like you can make some money. I, I was doing it. And some of it I enjoyed and some of it I just did it. And to, to go down a path of uh, working with Ivan, who had built an international company, who was the mentor that really took me through the early stages of developing the company. Um, I could still be back cutting my own lawn and shoveling my own driveway. <laughs> yeah. And so the reason I asked that question is, is I, I just like to, I like to hear the response of exactly what you just did of just, well, man, I, I have no idea. I don't I have no idea where I'd be. I'd probably still be all the way back here. I'd be years behind. I've gotten a lot of different answers, answers for that. And that's why I like asking it because it leads perfectly into this next question with it being that important to consistently and constantly be growing your inner circle. Why do you think that so many people fail at doing it? That's a great question. And I think there's, I think there's uh, several things that, that happen when, when people aren't building their network. Uh, the first of which is we've become a high tech and less high touch society, certainly in business. And, and sometimes that creates what I feel is a, a false sense of connection. And I am I'm very much a proponent of the internet, very much a proponent of technology and social media, and I think they're great ways, okay? And taking the next step and making it intimate, making it personal, making it a high touch. Another thing that I find part of human nature is that we tend to network laterally. We tend to network with people like ourselves because it's what we're most comfortable with. You also find that people sometimes network with people like themselves or that are maybe even less connected or less influential. Hmm. And I think maybe psychologically that, you know, feed the self-esteem to feel like I'm networking and I am, you know, more influential or, or, or more successful. And in reality, if we're going to build our social capital, we have to get outside of our comfort zone. 
Okay, we have to put ourselves in a position to get connected with people that are more successful, that have better experiences, better connections, and more diverse connections. And if I'm if I'm networking with just people like me in my industry that like to cycle, I have got a very emaciated network. And I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be really limiting my ability to serve my network, but also have opportunities come to me. Now, when talking about this a little bit, Mike, was it something that came naturally to you? Was networking and talking to people and being outgoing, was that something that came naturally to you or did you have to work on that a lot? Oh, definitely not. And it's still not natural. Uh, I'm a good example of a a situational extrovert, Hmm. Uh, but my natural tendency is to be an introvert. And and just so when when you're measuring people as extroverts and introverts, you can fake it when you're in front of people. When I say you can fake it, you know, you can come up with energy and you can engage with people and you can have conversations. But when your natural tendency is to recharge by being alone, okay, that would be an introvert. Okay, so the way I recharge is is on a bike, okay, or uh, doing projects around my home. Now, when when people see me out, they go, oh, you're you're an extrovert. I see you talking with people. You get on stage and I'm like, yes, and at the end I'm tired. (laughs) <laughs> now, first of all, just being aware of that helps. Being aware that, hey, I'm going to have to put some energy into this, have conversations, talk with people, get on stage, do that stuff. And, and that's okay because I, I can do that and I can even enjoy it. But also understanding is, okay, now you need your recharge time. And your recharge will be done by, by time alone, if you would. Now, one of the things that that helped me is I was getting into this world of networking, such as BNI and Referral Institute, and it was learning different ways of networking, uh, learning the the skills of being effective in terms of uh, giving referrals, making connections, offering people information or support. And by consciously going through this, I believe that helped me be a better networker and to really appreciate what the network can do for me and what I can do for my network. Yeah. So for so for someone sitting out there that's maybe in the same boat that you were in as far as uh, they maybe they're just completely an introvert or they're a situational extrovert and it does not come naturally to them. And there's definitely a certain level of fear and anxiety that's associated with going out and meeting new people and stuff like that. What would be a, a really good practical tip for somebody like that? Uh, learn how to tend bar. And I'm, and I'm not just being flip about this. Uh, I was fortunate that I actually tended bar to put myself through college. But when I go to networking events and I, and I want to help out many times, I'll tell them, you know, let, let me pour drinks. Okay. And it doesn't have to be tending bar, but basically what I'm saying is give yourself a role, give yourself something that you're doing, whether you're greeting people or, you know, there's something that you're doing at the event. And that's what works for me. So behind the bar, I can make contact with, hey, how are you doing today? What would you like to drink? How can I help you? And, and that gives me a way of uh, not having to walk around and intrude either on conversations or you know, the awkwardness of, of approaching people because I, I have something that I'm actually supposed to be doing, right, which right. gives me the opportunity to engage with the people. Incredible. Yeah, that's that's fantastic advice. Actually, actually something that I've never heard before. So um, that's super, super practical. Just pick up something that you can do that will provide value to the event, but also give you a um, give you something to do while you talk to people. So 
Um, one, one thing I like to stress is that probably the biggest mistake that I see people make when they network, and I'm sure you have a lot of experience with this, Mike, is that they or they're always only asking for something in return. So they're just wanting to take and take and take. What are some more practical ways that you try to add more value to others than you receive? That is a great question and a great observation on your part. One of the one of the ways we describe networking in our book, the world's best known marketing secret and truth of delusion is networking is about helping others as a way of growing your business. Networking is about helping others as a way of growing your business. And of course, in the spirit of helping, what that is going to do is build long-term relationships. Uh, it's not tit for tat. It's not uh, an opportunity to do face-to-face cold calling. And so if you, if you approach relationship marketing and networking, okay, as a long-term solution, not a get rich quick, but a long-term solution, you will, you will inevitably be, you know, incredibly successful at it. All right. But like you were indicating, you know, how can I give them value? You know, and, and sometimes it's asking a simple question. Uh, and this is a networking question I would frequently ask. Uh, so can I ask you, what's your, what's your biggest challenge today? You know, they might tell me, I can't get good help. Okay, well, do I know a recruiter or do I know a resource that can get them some additional help? Or they might say, I'm completely disorganized right now with the way my business is going. You know, do I know an organizer that can support them? So it's not necessarily about me being the solution, but me being the solution because I know people that are solutions. So that's one way of engaging in in an attitude of service when you're networking. There's another approach I would also take, and I sometimes ask people, so besides what you do, what do you love to do? Hmm. Now, if Travis starts talking to me about golf and his passion for golf, well, first thing I've done is I've, I've instilled, I've created some emotion because it's something they're passionate about. But that tells me all kinds of ways that I could engage with you. Maybe it's connecting you with golfers that I know. Maybe it could be, and if I was giving a referral gift, for example, that had something to do around your passion of golf. Right? But it's a, it's a great way of connecting with a person emotionally to find out what their passions are. And of course, in business settings, most people don't do that. Right, right. They simply stay into the business conversation. And I love what you, I love the way that you said it earlier was, it's not a it's not an opportunity to do face to face cold calling. It's it's a long term relationship building game, and I think that's exactly the way that most people treat it. is exact is exactly what you said is a is an opportunity just to cold call in person, um, and uh, that's definitely a disconnect um, for a lot of people. I think. Is there a place, Mike, either online or in person, that you go to specifically cultivate relationships? Yes. Uh, so. So yes, or both. Uh, online, I'm on. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I I enjoy the Facebook environment because of the diversity of people, uh, from you know my my colleagues that I've had throughout my career in BNI, uh, but also you know right back to friends that I had when I was a child, to the people in my other social circles that are that are cyclists. It just it just puts me in an environment with such a diversity of people from around the world. Um, in terms of face-to-face, uh, locally, I'll, I'll get involved in lo- local organizations, like, for example, a Chamber of Commerce, uh, another organization up here called Go Local, which is all local business people. Uh, and then, of course, B&I. Um, B&I has been an, an enormous 
enormous contribution to my network. Um, building the incentive business was was done with my connections of other directors that I've got to know from around the world that have put me in contact. And so having the opportunity to attend the conferences, the BNI conferences, is to me probably one of the most productive networking events of the year. Mike, who would you say is the most interesting or influential person that you've been able to meet through networking? First of all, there's many. Uh, and if I was to just pick one off the top of my head, uh, that would be Stuart Emery. And if if that's not a name that's a household name to you, uh, just give you a little bit of background about Stuart Emery. He was one of the uh, he he was the, one of the masterminds behind the. MasterCard commercial uh, around Priceless. If you remember those commercials, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cost of the game, cost of the hot dogs, you know, time with my son, Priceless. Uh, He was the mastermind behind that. He he also started a personal development company. I'm going to say eons ago when when personal development was was not even an industry yet is when he started. (laughs) And the name of that company that he was part of was called Est. And if anybody knows the name S, that was the predecessor to Landmark Forum. And I just, I've just spent time with him listening to his insights on marketing, his insights on building organizations, recruiting people, creating community. And I am just absolutely fascinated by this man. Uh, give you a quick example. He had he had shared with me that in the early days they used to recruit uh, people to volunteer to work the events. Now you can imagine the events you get hundreds of, of people that come in. You you need volunteers working the room, working the back of the room sales. He told me the attraction of volunteers was so in such high demand that he actually started charging the volunteers to volunteer. Really. <laughs> Now, that's what I talk about, an attractive community where your volunteers are actually paying for the opportunity to volunteer and experience what you're doing. Wow. That is incredible. That's incredible. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit with him and a couple other people, uh, but I want to dive into it more specifically. Throughout your career, how crucial have uh, mentorships been? <sighs> yeah, it would certainly be the the, the most crucial uh, I mentioned when I first started uh, expanding this business, I mean, I, I really didn't know. I don't want to say I didn't know anything, but I didn't know a lot of what I was uh, needed to know. And and that mentor for me was uh, my business partner, Ivan Meisner. I mean, the guy had developed a franchise organization that was international. And he would, he would for the most part, he would show me, he says, okay, this is the next thing, page you're going to have to go through. This is the next thing you're going to have to accomplish. And and there were times where I was willing to take things in a direction and he just looked at me and he goes, yeah, not now. That's that's not the thing to do. A perfect example is <clears throat> very early on in starting this business, uh, I pitched him on an idea of a book called Truth or Delusion, Busting Networking's Biggest Myths. And each chapter would be a question. Do you think this is true or do you think this is a delusion in building your business by networking? And I thought it was a clever idea. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> and he just looked and he says, yeah, no, I'm not really interested. Uh, you know, I know what you're trying to do, but you have to build the foundation of the business before you use a book to publicize and, and market the business. 
And I was just like, oh, God. I mean, I'm always talking about doing the right things at the right time. And that was so clearly not the right thing to be doing at the right time. Fast forward a year. I had put the infrastructure in place and put the foundation in place to franchise the business. Okay, within several months, I had I'd opened up 16 franchises. And I was sitting in Ivan's home and I pitched the idea of a book called Truth or Delusion. You would think he never heard of the idea before. He just looked <laughs> up at me and said, this is brilliant. This is a great idea. I love this concept of this book. We can come up with all kinds of truth or delusions. Uh, and we then went on to write that book, and it uh, hit a number of bestsellers, including the New York Times, Amazon, Wall Street Journal. And you know, without that type of mentorship, I can see myself going down the rabbit hole of a book project that was just being done at the wrong time. Mm. So, so, so important. Timing is everything. And it's crazy to me how many, how many people don't uh, invest time or money into, into mentorships with how crucial and important they are to helping you hit that next step. Um, real quick, as we kind of finish up this part of the interview, this is the last question on networking that we'll move on to a different, uh, a different segment here. If you move to a new place, Mike, and you lost all of your current contacts, what would you do to start rebuilding your network? I have no contacts. I'm, I'm all alone. All alone. Is that what you're saying? All alone. Not even my wife. You can have your wife. <laughs> As I was gonna say, the first thing I would do is I'll take my wife everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would look at every place that I'm going to do business, anybody that I'm going to use as a provider, and I would start with, with them. And I would start developing relationships with the people that, uh, you know, that are serving me. And, and I would want to do that with people that I would want to do business with people that I felt were like-minded. Okay, that, that would be the, my first step is who's that going to be that sphere of influence that I'm just naturally going to do business with. The second would be to start looking at organizations. You know, I mentioned the Chamber of Commerce, uh, getting involved in BNI. I would, I would start building a network like that. And the reason, the reason I feel uh, BNI would be very important to me is because of the frequency of how often I would be meeting these business people. Hmm. And I think that's important, really developing, again, those deep relationships, not just wide relationships. Um, and, and then I would also start in, in other communities uh, of getting connected. Uh, for example, in the cycling community, uh, could be in the church, uh, but then start developing the relationships that way. And it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it could take me 10 years to develop a you know, solid new personal network. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't lose all my contacts, but I did move from the East Coast to the West Coast. And and I did see and I did feel what that did to people that I was seeing on a regular basis and staying connected with. And all of a sudden, 3,000 miles does make a difference. Right, right. But I think the, I think the situation you just put me in was a little bit more drastic. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, well, Mike, thank you so much for for. All of that. I mean, there's so much good stuff here to to pick and choose from, and I knew that I knew that uh, you would have a lot of good stuff to say on all that. Um, but we're going to go ahead and switch gears now, go into something I like to call the random round, which is basically just a few really quick questions with a few really quick answers. Mike, you ready for the random round? I'm ready. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Uh, it would probably be event planning where I put on events that involve team building. 
if you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Uh, it would be Jesus Christ. And there would, of course, be insights into the universe that could not be explained by anyone else. How do you like to learn best? Books, blogs, or podcasts? Uh, live trainings. I stay best engaged with live trainings. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Uh, I get up, and the first thing I do is put on a pot of coffee. Uh, and then I take care of the, we call them the critters. We have uh, two dogs and two cats, and they have their needs at that time of the morning. Uh, I get them rolling along. By then, my, co- my coffee is ready, and I come up and sit in my home office and start organizing the day, whatever is not already planned, that is. What is your go-to pump-up song? It's a band called Clutch, and the song is Electric Worry. And if any of you are out there feeling a little bit flat and need some inspiration, I challenge you to listen to that song and not be inspired. It was my inspiration song to race the Leadville Trail 100 mountain bike race, uh, not once, but twice. Wow. Well, definitely have to add that to my playlist. <laughs> what are you not very good at, Mike? I am, I am not very good at the... Uh, detail mundane type of tasks that are present in all businesses and, and unnecessary. It's just not my strong suit. Alrighty. And as we get kind of everything wrapped up here, what is one place or we'll be able to find you the most? Uh, on Facebook, uh, Mike Macedonio. Uh, welcome you to, to join me. Uh, you, you will find that most of what I'm doing out there is a personal nature, not necessarily a lot about business, but uh, happy to connect. There you go. Find Mike over at Facebook. His last name is Macedonio. That's M-A-C-E-D-O-N-I-O. Mike Macedonio over at Facebook. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate your time. It's such a pleasure being in, in having this conversation with you, Travis. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.